Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today's going to be episode 52 of the NeuroEdge podcast. The name of today's episode is the 10 most contaminants found in tap water. I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while and water is one of the most important things that we can watch out for when we're taking care of our body. Obviously it's important to drink a lot of water and it's important that you're hydrating yourself regularly but more importantly than even that is looking at where the source of your water comes from. And water is something, again, our body is 80 to 90% water. I think it's made up mostly of all water and a lot of the chemical processes, a lot of the physiological processes that take place in our body need water to function at the highest level. So a lot of times we just talk about drink water, drink water, you wanna make sure you're drinking water to be more healthy. However, are we really looking at the source of the water that we're drinking? And this is one thing the last couple of years that I've really done a deep dive into to make sure that I try to source the highest and cleanest water that I can. And if I'm not, I'm at least filtering it and using a really good filter to do so. So, again, this is, I'm going to be talking about some of the con contaminants found in tap water. I want to preface this by saying that it's going to be different everywhere in the country. So anywhere that you live, it's going to be different. And whether you have tap water or well water, there's going to be a lot of variation there because, again, wells can be contaminated in their own way, but that's going to be much more specific to where your well is. Whereas tap water, at least there's more of a standard process into how it is made, how it's filtered and everything, and then how it goes through a lot of the city water system. So I'm going to focus on tap water for today just because that's probably, for a large part, where most people live if they live in cities or towns where they have city water and there are certain things that are contaminating that are definitely not helping with a lot of the rampant health problems that are going on in our society today. So before I jump on into everything, I just want to say thank you again for tuning into this. I always want to send you my sincerest gratitudes. And if you get any sort of help or anything like that, let me know, leave feedback, and let me know if it resonates with you and if these are helpful to implement in your life. But Again, I am starting a Facebook group. It's called NeuroEdge. May change the title of it, may not. But if you want to join that Facebook group, the link is going to be in the podcast and then all the video description and stuff. So don't forget that. Again, shameless plug, but as always, let me know what you think. Now, to go into tap water, again, like, like I said, it's going to be different in any parts of the country that you may live in. However, most of them will have a standardized process that filters through and a lot of them will be similar because there are similar types of different factories, different runoff that could be getting in to your tap water. And I can't stress this enough that water is the building blocks for life within our cells. And even if you're drinking a lot of water, the question is, is that water actually healthy for you? So are you putting something in your body that is actually helping it or hindering it? And I want to start out by saying, and you'll notice a lot of this through some of the, the different contaminants that I address is that much of the water, much of the contaminants in the water can actually be causing you problems that may not have existed otherwise. And let me explain a little bit further. Take something like obesity, for example. You're going to see one of the contaminants that I talk about is a precursor to making it harder to lose weight. 
And so if it's harder to lose weight, you're fighting an uphill battle. Whereas you think you're drinking water, which could be healthy and a great thing to do if you're trying to lose weight. However, you may have contamination in your water that has chemicals or something that is causing you to actually stay obese. So at that point, it's not even your fault. It's not a matter of the food you're eating. Well, I mean, it would be, but it's not a matter of the food you're eating or the discipline or willpower that you have it's something that you're fighting an uphill battle against so again as i talk about with a lot of these things it's kind of leveling the playing field how can you make it as easy as possible on yourself to be the healthiest version of yourself and a lot of times we get stuck in the idea that it's willpower it's discipline it's self-discipline it's overcoming your desires and struggle with food or whatever it is however you might be fighting an uphill battle, and as you're going to see in a lot of the common contaminants in water, it can be an uphill battle because there may be chemicals that are causing your body to have adverse reactions that may not have anything to do with the exercise that you're doing or the food you eat. So that's why I want to talk about this because it's one of those things that you really want to set the foundation for because it's going to make the rest of your fitness and health journey so much easier and so much better because you have the right down foundation in place. So again, like I talk about with grounding, sunlight, anything like that, Clean water is going to be one of the most, if not the most important thing, again, because it's a building block and foundational process for all of the electrochemical reactions that are taking place in your body. And again, when I get into these contaminants, I want to also preface this by saying that there is a way to filter these. And there's a bunch of different water filters and you can go online, there's hundreds of thousands of different water filters, but you wanna make sure that you're just not getting a carbon filter. You wanna make something, make sure that you're getting something a little bit more advanced. And whether that's a whole house filter or a whole apartment filter, or you're just filtering the drinking water or you're filtering the water in your shower and your sinks. Another thing too, just as a little side note about the shower, when you are taking a hot shower, it opens up your pores. And when you open up your pores, you're opening up your skin to things that could come in from contaminants in the water more so than it would be with a cold shower. So another benefit of a cold shower is you're not opening up your skin to get contaminated by different things in tap water that may be causing a problem if that's something that's in your water supply. And also is a different note, I forgot the name of the website, I will try to put it in the description, but there are different websites that you can go to where you can actually type in your zip code and it will give you the most prevalent contaminants that have been found in that city's water, which is really cool. I went and did it on mine last night and it was kind of stunning. I mean, some of these, some of the levels of different chemicals were 200 times the recommended safe limit in the tap water, which is just crazy. Another reason to also make you want to filter your water. And again, probably gonna need something a little bit more advanced. It might cost you more, it might be a couple hundred bucks versus your typical Brita filter or something that you just use carbon to filter. However, it is well worth it as you're going to see these common contaminants that I'm going to talk about. It's well worth it to go ahead and make sure that you're being proactive to get out in front of that. Again, because water is the building block for life within our body. And you want to make sure that you're treating your body like a temple and that we're doing everything we can to make sure our water is clean. So without further ado, let's get on into it. So the first one that I want to talk about is chlorine. And this is pretty basic. As you may know, most pools are saltwater now. However, a lot of pools still may be chlorine. This is something that is found in pretty much every water supply that is a tap water coming from tap water within cities and everything. And again, it's 
One of those things, you'll hear this a lot with much of these contaminants, it's gonna cause irritation to the skin, eyes, and also think about that if it's doing it on the surface of your body, what's doing inside, kind of the same thing, same thing when it's inside your body, it's becoming an irritant to your body. And again, that's a chemical that is very, very strong and it's used as a cleaning, cleaning solution and abrasive to different things that are trying to be cleaned up, Clorox, for example, different things like that. So do you want that in your body? No, not necessarily at all. So another great reason to have a water filter, you want to make sure that you're not getting chlorine in it. And I think everybody's probably experienced that some point in the past where they have been in a pool and they get out and maybe you open your eyes while you're in the pool and they burn and your skin just has that surface layer all around it, kind of on your arms and legs and chest area where you can feel the chlorine. There's a little bit of a burn there. So again, think about that. Again, you're not, not gonna directly taste it in your water most likely. However, that's something that is very prevalent in lots of different water supplies around the country and you wanna make sure that you're avoiding it. So again, when you look for a water filter, look to make sure that that's something that is getting filtered out is the chlorine. So that was number one. Number two is mercury. And this can come from, obviously mercury is very toxic. You've heard of mercury poisoning. And when I was doing a lot of this research, this was one thing that kept coming up and kept coming up as being in a lot of different water supplies. So again, this isn't necessarily specific to one region of the country. However, mercury, obviously very toxic for our body. And this cause, this can come from different runoff. So whether you're near a factory or something like that where waste is whether intentionally or unintentionally being secreted into the water table and into reservoirs around the country where people's water supply comes from, this can be something that ends up coming off from that. And one thing that is terrible about mercury is it can cause kidney damage. Obviously, that's not good. But also, if you've ever heard the phrase Mad Hatter, and I think that was Alice in Wonderland where it's the Mad Hatter, but that was a common thing. What would happen is Hatters, when they used to make top hats and everything, would use mercury to do that. And when they were around it all day, and I'm not sure what went into, I think it was haberdashery is what it would call, what was the place where they made hats was called. But I'm not sure what goes in the process and everything, but mercury was a part of that process. And a lot of hatters would go crazy because it was causing toxic damage to their neurological systems in their brain. So again, it's not gonna be from one glass of tap water or even probably four to five years of drinking tap water. However, that is something in micro amounts that is in our water and you need to be very cognizant that it's being eliminated from your water. And again, a lower level filter is probably not gonna do that. However, if you get one of these more advanced filters, hopefully it filters out mercury. So that was number two. Number three are BOCs, and I kind of grouped this together. A BOC is a volatile organic compound. An example would be radium. So there's these, these gases that are elemental gases that can also be found in the water. And it's more in a gaseous form when it's found in the water. However, they can be very dangerous and very similar to mercury. Most of the time they're coming as runoff from factories or nuclear power plants, and they get into the water. And again, I don't think I need to explain that much further but can be deathly to you and more importantly cause cancer. That's where you get a lot of the radiation type material that would be in your water that could cause cancer. And I know in different areas uh, like maybe Flint, Michigan, I think their problem was with lead, but anywhere where you're around these heavy dense factories, that can be something that is coming off as a gas or a power plant or something like that that is getting into the water. So you need to be very cognizant of that. And again, 
most higher end filters should be able to filter that out. Number four that I wanted to talk about is pesticides. And obviously, I've talked about this before in other podcasts, more so related to food though, but anywhere where you have a water supply that is near food that is being grown, which is again, many places around the country, you can have pesticide runoff. And so even though water is not being sprayed directly into the water supply, it can be sprayed on the crops. And what happens is it's sprayed on the crops and then it rains and the chemicals from that rain wash down into the water table or into the water supply of wherever it's coming from. When this happens, those pesticides don't get eliminated. So a lot of the filtering process and everything is not strong enough to kill some of those pesticides that are coming through. So think about that. There is chemicals designed to actually kill bugs that are on our food that's being sprayed, let alone we're eating the food. But anyway, take that out of the equation and then it's running off into our water supply. Well, when that goes through, it's not being eliminated and that's getting transferred into the water supply and most often not getting filtered out at least at a level where you could say you are completely safe from it. And again, pesticides, it's not going to kill you overnight, but that's one of those things that over time starts to build up, can cause, known to cause cancer, but also more irritation in terms of your gut lining and really ruining different endocrine system processes and neurological system processes that are going on in your body. And when you're harming your gut, that's also interrelating to your brain. And so this interplay between your gut and your brain gets thrown off because there are all these processes that are taking place. So again, if you can make sure that you have a filter that is filtering out those pesticides specifically says that it's doing so. And again, this might not be in every single water supply around the country. However, it's something that we definitely need to be cognizant of and you just want to stay away from period. So I'm going to take a sip of water as I'm talking about water. This is actually Mountain Valley spring water, which I love spring water because it has, a, a, not electrolytes, but it has different minerals in it that actually help the structure of water within your body be absorbed better. But spring water is also going to be definitely much more pure source than tap water or a lot of different bottled waters that you see. And also try to stay away from plastic as much as you can. Again, I'll talk about that a little bit more in detail here. Um, but anyway, so moving along, number five is going to be pharmaceuticals. And this is one of the huge problems today, especially where you have a lot of packed in dense cities where people, when they take pharmaceutical medication, a lot of times that gets peed out through urine into the toilet, which goes through the water filtration systems and then ends up being recycled into the water that people actually drink. And what happens is that filtration process, because pharmaceutical compounds, the molecular structure, and again, I'm not a scientist by any means, but because that molecular structure is so small, it can actually pass through a lot of the filtration systems that city water plants have that gets reabsorbed back into the water that people actually drink. So you have someone, and it could be birth control, it could be antidepressants, SSRIs, you name it. They're taking these medications, it gets through their urine, recycled back into the water, and when that filtration process happens, it doesn't necessarily eliminate all of that. And what happens is we drink that water. And so men are being exposed to high levels of birth control medication, and I'm not sure the molecular makeup of birth control, but I know it's probably not the best thing for men to be taking. Same thing with antidepressant medication. Say you're not depressed, but 
SSRIs mess with the serotonin receptors in your brain. And that could be something that, again, in micro quantities is within the water supply that you're drinking, especially in these denser cities where you have a lot of people packed in together and the water is, I guess, closer. It has more of a velocity where it's filtered back through the uh, usage amount faster. So when you have all these people that are now on, I mean, how many women are on oral birth control medication? How many people are on antidepressants? I don't know the exact percentages, but I would venture to say it's a lot, particularly more in cities where you have a lot of younger people that may be on medications like that. So you take that and then you recycle it back into the water, so water supply. Well, it's messing with the hormones at an enormous level, uh, particularly not just men, but women as well. When you're getting micro buildup, of these things and again they've done tests in a lot of different places around the country and there's measurable levels of the chemicals from these different pharmaceutical medications in the water so when you're looking for a water filter and you're trying to make sure and i'm not shilling for any sp specific type of water filter but when you're looking for a water filter you want to make sure that it is at least advanced enough where it is filtering out some of these different pharmaceutical drugs again because that's I mean some of the other stuff we talked about is one thing but to have that built into your body is not the water that you want as a building block for a lot of processes taking place in your system moving on number uh, this would be one two, number six is going to be lead and I don't think I need to explain too much in detail about this. Obviously, like I mentioned before, I believe this is what was going on in Flint, Michigan. But lead is going to be obviously very toxic. And this is also something having a little bit of experience growing up on well water that can also be in well water as well. But this is just one thing you want to make sure. And most actual water filters, this is one of the big things they filter out is lead. But again, it's very toxic, known to cause cancer, known to cause a host of other neurological issues and everything. So you just want to make sure that you're getting lead out of it. Again, I don't think I need to dive too in-depth about how that's in there. And this can come from a bunch of different sources. Again, runoff from different factories or whatever that is close to the water supply can get into this into the water supply and have high levels of lead. So you just want to make sure it's filtering out and the tap water filtration system process is not by any means good at doing this. So you want to make sure that you have another type of filter that's filtering it out. The next one is going to be arsenic. And I was actually kind of shocked. I did not know doing my research. This is something I did not know was commonly found in different types of water, but obviously arsenic is rat poisoning. It's used as a poison to kill mice and other rodents and things. And it also is happens happens to be found in a lot of water. And there's a range of different problems. And again, you're not gonna drink a little bit of water that may have very, very trace levels of arsenic. However, it's over time building up. They can cause cancer, cardiovascular disease, again, neurological problems. And you see a theme with all of these where they kind of go, it's kind of attacking your nervous system and your your immune system in your body and allowing a lot of this disease to come in. So arsenic, again, you want to make sure that your water filter has that because that's one that's very dangerous. And again, if you've ever had to have, if you've ever had rats or anything like that, most of the time the poison you buy is arsenic. So not something that you want to be, have, have in your water. Next one is fluoride. And this is a fluoride. So fluoride is a little bit of a hot topic because there's some debate about, is it good? Is it bad? Is Obviously, it's in some dental products where people use it to brush their teeth. And I'm not going to put my tinfoil hat on and say whether this is intentional or not. But there are, it is known that there is fluoride in tap water. And whether that's good or bad for you or not, what I do want to 
examine is how it actually affects a certain part of our brain called the pineal gland. And I'm not, again, I'm not here to debate whether fluoride is good for certain things or bad for certain things. However, we do know, and I found this on a Harvard, I think it was a Harvard Medical Review website, where it talked about fluoride is not good for your pineal gland. And what can happen is it actually can build up in very trace amounts around your pineal gland to calcify your pineal gland. Well, your pineal gland is responsible for the production of DMT along with a host of other things related to brain development, puberty, and when you look at DMT, and I don't want to go too deep into this, um, it is the base for melatonin production. So melatonin production is obviously going to be how we sleep, but also allowing us to kind of experience humanity as humans were meant to intend it. So physically, mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually. And so when you are ingesting fluoride, there's a chance that you're calcifying your pineal gland, which can limit the amount of melatonin that you're producing, not to, not to mention that during development it can affect puberty and everything, but it can limit the amount of melatonin that you're producing, which can, one, affect sleep, but then also affect your perception of reality and how you interpret reality to be. So, again, if you think of someone maybe having more spiritual enlightenment per se, or just more in touch with their spiritual side versus someone who's not, usually that person that's more spiritual is going to have a happier and healthier life because that's a component of humanity. And when you take that away and when you damage it by affecting the pineal gland with fluoride, you're removing that aspect of humanity. And deep down inside, I think there's something that's going on. Again, this is just more personal anecdote within our body that knows that and can experience a disconnect between that side of our body. And again, whether you believe in that, you're more into in touch with your spiritual side, or you're just very concrete in the facts and everything, we all we know that it is at least affecting development through puberty and also melatonin production. And I know for me, I don't want that. So fluoride is something you're going to have to get a more advanced water filter to make sure that it's being eliminated. But I know for me, I do not want that to be something that I'm affecting. So again, not here to debate whether it's good or bad for certain things. However, we do know not good for the pineal gland. So I want it out of my water. Next one is going to be atrazine. And this is actually an herbicide. So I talked about pesticides. Herbicides are sprays that are used to control weeds that may grow onto crops and atrazine is one of the most common forms of these and what it what it can do is there's been different studies that can cause everything else the same it can cause if you leave everything else the same it can cause excess fat buildup and so this is where i talked about a lot of obesity and things can be amplified by different chemicals in the water so if you're drinking tap water, you may be ingesting trace amounts of atrazine that are actually making it harder to lose weight, keep weight off, stay lean, and stay healthy. And obviously we know that's one of the most important things, probably the most important things in terms of health that you can do is keep excess body fat off of your body. Well, if you're ingesting atrazine indirectly through tap water and getting that into your body, it's actually making it much, much harder to lose weight, which is kind of scary when you think about it because you think you're doing your body a favor and you're not. And this is one of those things, if you can get a filter that makes sure herbicides, atrazine are removed from the water, you're going to make the playing field a lot more level and make it a lot easier on yourself to maintain a healthy body weight. So that's another thing, kind of goes hand in hand with the pesticides, but just very want to be very cognizant and make sure that you're filtering it out. And last one for number 10 is going to be parabens. And parabens, actually, when I was doing research, came to be found in 90% of different water supplies around the country. 
And these are from cosmetic products. So obviously a lot of people shower in the water with different cosmetics and these cosmetics have parabens and it could be from makeup, anything like that. And that goes through the water system and gets refiltered, recycled, refiltered. And for the most part, does not get completely eliminated through that filtration process. And this is an estrogenic compound, which means it actually affects your endocrine system and can affect, it mimics estrogen. So it can actually affect your hormone levels if you have enough of these chemicals in your body at a high level. And so years and years of drinking this type of water can actually affect your endocrine system and affect your hormone levels by ingesting it. Now, am I saying if you drink water, tap water for two years, and you're going to grow man boobs or something like that? No, however, over time, it is proven that these different products can mimic estrogen in your body and cause you to have different things. More importantly, it can also, just like atrazine, affect fat buildup, cause you to have excess fat buildup, but also um, one of the more scary and unwanted things is it can affect, again, your endocrine system. So you wanna make sure that you're limiting those, and again, that's gonna take a stronger water filter to make sure it's out. So. Those were the 10 things. I know I didn't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but just to be cognizant of different contaminants in your tap water. And it's it's not fun to listen to these things, but it's also kind of kick, it kind of kicks your butt into gear to say, man, I really want to make sure that the water I'm drinking is the highest quality to give me. Because if you get anything out of this episode, understand that water is the building block for the processes that take place in your body. And it's kind of like filling the gasoline in your car. If you fill in kerosene or crappy gasoline or gasoline with sawdust into your car, your car is not gonna run as far as it can and as clean as it can. Water is no different. If we take water and we make sure that we are using the highest quality of water, we're filtering it, we're getting on all these chemicals out, we're gonna set the foundational process for all the chemical reactions that take place in our body to make sure that they're at their highest level. And again, we're leveling the playing field to ensure that we're not fighting an uphill battle against our health to be the healthiest version ourselves. And I just want to close out with this one fact. So this is on one of the websites I looked up. Limits for contaminants in tap water haven't been updated in more than 20 years. So understand that there's been a lot of science in the last 20 years that has come out to show that some of these things are bad. However, the contamination limit for these things, for the EPA to say that water is clean and safe to drink has not been updated. So just be conscious of that. Obviously, 20 years ago, we were not as in, we have become more industrialized and we'll be more industrialized into the future in our world, especially in the United States. And the limits for those contaminants have not been updated. So we understand more now. However, we have not changed how we actually view our water and say water is safe. So just be cognizant of that. And again, as far as water filter goes, the kind I use is called an Alexa Pure water filter, and you can find that online. But there's a bunch of different ones. You just want to make sure you have a little bit more of an advanced system that is going to be removing some of these things. Because obviously, if you have a family, whether you're just trying to take care of yourself or a family, you want to make sure that you're setting the precursor right and making sure that you do not have these things in your water, at least to the biggest extent possible. You want to make sure, again, that if you're doing anything, if you prioritize healthy eating, then filtering your water should be as much or if not more of a priority. And I'll just kind of close out with that because I think going forward, there's a lot of people that will fight about diets and different healthy eating and everything. And I think one thing that everybody can agree on is that you want to make sure your water is the cleanest and purest form possible. So again, this has been episode 52. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any sort of feedback or you resonate with this at all or have any experience with different water filters and going from drinking tap water to filtered water and see any change, let me know. And I will talk to you again soon. Peace.